Welcome once again to Inside LAFC. I hope you're safe and comfortable wherever you may be. I know many of you are not in your cars, but if you are in your car, hope you're having a great day. A lot of people find different ways to listen to podcasts. I'm here with Vince LaRosa. We're, we're figuring that out as well, not just recording it, but also listening to it as well. Look, pro tip, you should go and start your car if you haven't done it in a long time. And while you're in there, Leave it running for a little bit. It's good for your engine. Why not listen to a podcast? <laughs> no, no, listen. I, I, I might be out of bounds here. We're recording this on a Thursday. It's 80 degrees outside. It is glorious. Don't go anywhere, but get in your car. Rotate the tires a little bit. Put your arm outside. You don't have to wear a mask. 15-minute drive, 20. You know, I drove to the uh, – I live in Redondo, so I drove, like, the short drive towards the airport just to see it. And, like, I've always checked on it. And – there was a few planes. There were no planes flying. So you look around and it looks like 28 days later. But that's, it's just so quiet, which is a good thing. Yeah. But it's nice to, you know, motor around a bit because you can't really do that that often. So, yeah, like you said, if you leave your car dormant, it's going to be some problems. Yeah. I, I told you I, I finally drove my car for the first time in like a month and I was terrified. I thought yes, it was going to happen. Yeah. But thankfully yes. it's okay. But, you no, you really should if you're just leaving on the street. And if you're like me and you live in Long Beach and you can't, you can't drive around because you'll lose your spot. Like I said, maybe to make sure you roll the window. <laughs> it's down. worth it. It's worth it. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Please subscribe to Inside LAFC. This is the way we're viewing it. We, we understand you have a lot more important stuff to do, homeschooling, and obviously being on the phone, calling your mortgage company, calling your insurance company, maybe having to go, God forbid, to the DMV or whatever it is. We know you're really busy. But we're going to keep doing this so that when you get back to normal, we'll ha you'll hit the ground running. But this has been a great uh, uh, resource for us to talk uh, about the club and hopefully for you as well. So subscribe and we'll, we're here for you. Come hook or, bike, hook or crook, rain or sunshine, we're here. Yeah, what people don't know is they serve as our therapy. <laughs> you are. Thank you. Session. We thank you. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the last few episodes. The Dave Denholm one was fantastic. We really enjoyed the John Strong. We all got a little strong, uh, stronger, smarter with how we're doing it. Coming up shortly and throughout LAFC, we've spoken to doctors from Kaiser Permanente. We've, we spoke, we've reached out to the mayor. So we're keeping you in touch. So we're going to have a really cool interview that Vince did with uh, LA County Board of Supervisors, Mark Ridley Thomas man who's been always there in the big moments for LAFC. Uh, so he's been ubiquitous, certainly, with the club and the city. So we'll, we'll get that discussion. Anything we should look out for in what you spoke with uh, MRT, as he's known by some? MRT, yeah, for people that don't, don't know him well. MRT, uh, you know, we actually put out some stuff recently because obviously we're celebrating around the time that we opened Bank California Stadium for the first time. So you've seen some ribbon-cutting stuff. Obviously, MRT was there. Uh, he represents the second district, which contains Expo Park. So. He's our, he's our guy. Um, you know, he, he provides a lot of info of, of what his office is doing, uh, what the city is doing to try to help people. Um, and he touches on a, a few things that um, maybe we haven't thought about, about, uh, you know, what people need in this certain time. Obviously, people need help, you know, with their jobs, with their money, but also their relationships, personal relationships, being um, at home with, with family members. He, he touched on a few things and, and gave some tips. Um, on how we can all band together. But, you know, his, his prevailing message was we're, we're doing well, um, but we need to keep up and we need to stay tough on this because, it, you know, he, he says at the very end, he's never seen anything like this in all his years. So it's, it's something that he, he really is proud of Los Angeles for what we've done so far and proud of LAFC in particular as a partner 
Um, but he says, we got to keep at it. He's a real, uh, the supervisor, Mark Ridley Thomas is a really smart guy. So that that's coming up shortly. And we're going to throw to that here momentarily. And then when we come back, we'll talk more soccer themes and some stuff that's coming down the pike. But I, we wanted to start on something that has been a passion project uh, by necessity in many ways for the club. And it's the black and gold fund and it's up, it's running and it's already bearing some tremendous fruit for our city, for our supporters, for everyone involved in LFC and beyond. And we've seen a lot of, we've seen incredible generosity. I'll let you touch on that, Vince, but we, uh, Captain Morgan stepping up and the LAFC 3252 stepping up in a huge way. Yeah, Captain Morgan, uh, you know, a partner of, of MLS, partner of the club, donating 55K to start with uh, to that fund. And, and just so people have an idea of what the black and gold fund is, it is, uh, you know, your, your boots on the ground. It is going, going to go directly to our LAFC family. That's, that's the purpose of it. It's, it's not for a wider national initiative. It's directly for people that are affected by COVID-19, whether that be ticket salespeople, part-time people, just family members of uh, LAFC members in the club. This is going directly to them. So that's why this is so important. And I learned uh, this week in doing uh, a story on the, on the 3252 and making donations of uh, 3,252 masks to two separate um, grab-and-go, LAUSD grab-and-go sites. Um, and for those of you who don't know, please go on the website and read a little bit more about these grab-and-go sites because they're so vital and they have volunteers that are basically doing it out of the good of their hearts, but they're lacking protection. So 3252's mass donation really helped those grab-and-go sites, which help uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of kids throughout LA County. Uh, but the 3252 men, seven, 7K, 7K donation, that comes all directly from their membership dues. Um, so when you sign up, you get your 3252 scarf and pin, know that your money is now going right back to your community because they're, they're donating that seven grand. It's a huge, huge amount from them. That's fantastic. Thanks to everyone. You, you reached out to, I, I, I don't do a lot of cameos, but I do a few. And we've, I've raised about like 300 bucks. So thank you for that. But if you want one, all those donations are going to the black and gold fund. So we'll continue if you want one. Yeah, but people, are, I know people are sending it. So I just, this, we'll give you 25 bucks. We'll take the cameo and, and put it in my back pocket, but it's obviously for good cause. But whatever it is, we're, we're finding it. And the 3252, I mean, that, Vince, that number is taking a, a, a whole new, another level of importance. When we did the LAFC gaming, and we're, it was obviously a charity arm. We started saying, hey, why don't you donate $32.52? And then we had this run of $32.52, which is just almost like a perfect donation. We know it's still a lot. You know, everyone's really got to tighten their belts big time here. You know, and I think the going rate, sometimes you can go like $10 or $20, which is very generous. But $32.52 just hit me like a fist how, how perfect it is. And I think it is a rallying cry, $32.52 masks. It's just a perfect number in so many ways. And when we first heard 32, I remember Tom Penn telling me there's 3252 seats. It may not be completely that number, but that's the number we're going with. And now it's this number we hang on to and it's so special. And it's a number that we are going to take with us for the rest of our days, regardless of what happens with the stadium, regardless of what happens with the club, that 3252 uh, is a powerful, powerful number. Yeah. And I think in, in the good times, we said that the 3252 were Re revolutionizing and revitalizing a lot of the supporter culture that we were lacking. Um, and now in the bad times, they're, they're really making themselves known. I, I, I wrote in that piece that, you know, this time of year, we're so used to hearing them, um, but they're refusing to be silent. Even when they can't be in the stadium, they're refusing 
to, to stay silent. They're, they're taking a, a leadership role. And one of the great things in, in talking with Alina, who is a, a director of the LAFC Foundation and, and a big proponent of this LA Black and Gold Fund and has really helped put this together, she said, I called them and with, it, 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 she couldn't even finish the ask and they just said, we're in, whatever you need, we're all in. That's and that's been, their, that's been their attitude through this whole thing. But the, the th when it was first announced, you said the 3252, you know, that's them. That is those 3252 people and we'll refer to them. But I think as time has gone by and more so during this, I feel we we're all kind of have some ownership of that, that number. Uh, when I hear it being mentioned on a national media, I go, there's the 3252. Or I remember the Jorge Mas of Miami, go, what's, what's the 3252 doing? They're doing the hard work during games and the, with these charity situations as well. But I feel like we've, and I think they would be very welcoming to this because we know them all well, is that we all feel like we're a member. We're, we're part of that 3252, and it gives me a lot of comfort. Yeah, absolutely. One of the points that, that Jimmy Lopez and uh, Mauricio, uh, who vice president uh, of 3252, made to me is the 3252 is made up of the community and also is the community. So even if you're not a full-fledged card-carrying member of 3252, if you're part of this community, you're part of the 3252 and vice versa. So that's something that I, I think you, you touch on a really good point and coming out of this. Yeah, it, the 3252 is going to mean something different, I think, to a lot of people and in, in the best way possible. Yeah, so to Jimmy and Mo and everyone, Joe, the former president, who's still so active, thank you. And if you're a member of the 3252, thank you so much for all you do. We'll be back. We're going to throw it to the interview with Mark Ridley Thomas, a really good listen so you can get, a, a, again, another a, a line of communication, a guidebook as to how we are all handling and what we should be doing. So here he is, uh, Supervisor of Orange County. Board, Mark Ridley Thomas. It is my great pleasure to welcome a dear friend of LAFC and a partner within the city to the podcast. Our special guest has served the Los Angeles community since 1991 and has been a part of the LA County Board of Supervisors since 2008. He was instrumental in LAFC's building of Bank of California Stadium in Expo Park, which is a proud part of his second district. I'd like to welcome to the show Supervisor Mark Ridley Thomas. Supervisor, how are you today? Doing well, uh, Brent, and thanks for having me today. Thank you so much for, for taking your time uh, out to, to speak with us. Um, obviously, the, the top thing on people's mind is, is what we're all dealing with together right now in, in the COVID-19 situation. And my first question to you is, could you share some of the uh, key components of, of what your office has been working on within the district to help during this time? Well, I'll be glad to do that. And um, it's been very tough for everybody. Um, these current conditions, we've never seen anything like it before. But I want to begin by thanking LAFC for the support they've provided uh, during this crisis. It's really important that standout community partner LAFC is and it should not go uh, a minute further without that being good. So my office has partnered, uh, partnered with the club to do a number of things uh, that are philanthropic in nature. Um, just last week we um, provided groceries for 1,300 families of those who have been uh, made unemployed by COVID-19 best 
vegetables and food and eggs and uh, just had to do what we had to do when it was hosted by none other than LASD. And that was one of the things that we've been involved in. We've had to come forward and to help uh, victims, survivors of domestic violence because people having to stay at home uh, has created more tension and uptick in domestic violence has been noticed and therefore the domestic violence shelters are calling uh, for help and support, particularly in the decline of food and the like. Senior citizens at risk. Number of senior citizens programs we've been involved in supporting small businesses. Um, the restaurants are in trouble and trouble and trouble, and we know that. Some of our favorite restaurants, name them, um, are having a very hard time. So my officers have been involved in doing all of those things and more. I know we've you know, we're at this point. It's it's kind of been a a long situation, but we're we've all been in this uh, together. Could you point to um, throughout this situation some of the successes uh, that you've seen, some of the some of the uh, happy things that you've seen by by seeing your communities come together? Well, I think people have come together and helped each other in an extraordinary way. Methods uh, from various unions are joining forces, the faith community, although houses of worship, they are closed, they are uh, helping their parishioners, uh, regardless of the denomination or faith. A lot of work going on to try to get people properly tested. Um, and pleased that be able to move uh, forward with uh, a testing center drive at the MLK campus, specifically at the Regional School of Medicine and Science at Harvard UCLA, um, with the Lundquist Institute there at the Forum, um, the Fabulous Forum, and who knows, may find its way to LASC in Exposition Park. We have to get people tested. So the better work we do in that regard, the more people will be at B, and the sooner we can get back to some semblance of normalcy. And that's what we're pushing for. You already mentioned uh, the work that that you've done with with LAFC and as as a partner and. I know there's a lot of other partners uh, that work with you uh, within Expo Park. What does it say about the partners like LFC with like the Black and Gold Community Fund? What does it say about the spirit of Los Angeles that so many community partners are are willing to come together to help the people of the city? Well, LFC has distinguished itself over and over again with its hiring practices, with its building uh, the stadium. Uh, when it was built, the infrastructure and put together the employment base representative of the our community at large. And so I am not surprised that LAFC is in the middle of helping us work our way through 
of these very challenging times. It seems to be in the DNA of LAFC to be uh, a responsible, vibrant, corporate contributor. And I mean that not just in terms of dollars, but I mean that in terms of the spirit of making Los Angeles better. And that's why I have the level of respect that I do uh, for this exceptional organization. There's a new sense of purposefulness in terms of what the sports community can contribute. So it's a good thing. And uh, I say that with uh, a sincere degree of gratitude for all that is being done by LLFC. And Supervisor, I, I know your office specifically has, has done a lot of work in the community. Uh, a lot of people are, are looking for answers, answers, and I know there's a there's a there's no easy answer. But where can where can people go um, to 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 get help if they need it immediately? Where where can you point them? Where does your office send them to if they if they need immediate help? Well, they want to be tested. They can call two one one. Or they can go to lacounty.gov forward slash COVID-19, lacounty.gov forward slash COVID-19. Um, look in fact, uh, you'd like to benefit from uh, the resources of the small business relief uh, fund, the COVID relief fund. Um, you can go to uh, the website for the Los Angeles County Consumer and Business Affairs Department. Uh, the Consumer and Business Affairs Department. But specifically, go to LA County Health Center.org to apply for a business loan and you can get a lot of help right there at that website. So there's a lot of positive energy moving forward to help people during this crisis. You know, we have um, 450,000 small businesses in LA County. And we have to help them in every way we can. We're working very hard to do precisely that. Supervisor, I... I greatly thank thank you for your time. I've got one last one, and you you hinted at it a little bit. I know a lot of our LAFC listeners are eager to get back to Bank of California Stadium, eager to see LAFC play again, but we know that in order to make that happen, we still have a ways to go. Um, What would you like to see, and I know you you mentioned testing, but what what are some things you'd like to see in order for us to safely go back to watching sports together again? Well, I think... For the time being, we have to practice appropriate social distancing so that we can push back on this pandemic. Uh, This virus is no joke. Never seen anything like it. So washing our hands regularly, wearing the facial covering, dealing with social uh, distancing, physical distancing, uh, staying at home as much as humanly possible, those are the things that are going to be necessary to get us back to normalcy sooner rather than later. If we have a breakdown in those things, it just prolongs uh, the misery 
um, that many people feel that they haven't turned to a right now. Um, so I think a big appeal uh, to be safe, be healthy, uh, stay indoors, and um, we'll get through this together. Uh, pulling together with organizations like Delaware County and LAFC uh, and many more, we can do this. Thank you so much, Supervisor. That's that's great advice. And again, I appreciate you taking a moment out of your day to talk with us and, and share information. Thank you for all you're doing in our city um, and with our club. And uh, I want to say uh, stay safe, uh, Supervisor, and we uh, we hope we'll get to be together with you again soon. Thank you, Vince. I look forward to that as well. Back here on Inside LAFC max and vince podcast and vince we we provide a service we keep in touch with major league soccer and the club higher ups we we both had a chance to speak with john thorrington we both had a chance to spend some time with bob bradley this week which has been really cool we're going to talk about that but let's start with what's happening there's really not a whole lot to discuss from last week there is uh this june 8th date that's still there and we hope that that could be a situation we'll hear about the training of players but Fortunately, unfortunately, in, in some good ways, it's about really nothing to add to that. Yeah, I think it was smart of them to, because we were getting very close to that, that date they initially said, it was smart of them to push it back and to say, hey, realistically, m- the month of May is, is probably going to have to go by the wayside. Um, I think what we're seeing now is they're feeling pretty confident that maybe June 8th can really be that date. It's just a matter of working out exactly how they come back in June 8th. So I, I actually, you know, without giving away anything that I know and I don't really know much. I think that we're, we're probably really going to come close to that June 8th day, but, you know, expect probably close, closed door, closed door. If, if it was, if I had to give you a personal opinion right now, I would say ex- expect closed door at least to start with. Just as an update, in case you don't know, the German Bundesliga looking to be the first. I spoke to Ian Joy and you can hear that on the staying home show that will be coming out this week. May 9th was a date, but Germans are pretty stick to a, a timetable. That's what they do. But if it's not May 9th, it may be the following week or the following week. It's going to happen. And what's going to, what's going to happen here is all the sports are going to be locked into the Bundesliga and see how they do it. Are there any speed bumps, hurdles? Someone gets infected and there'll be lessons learned. And then we're hearing maybe June for some of the European leagues, there's been a, 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 all sorts of stuff for the European Champions League possibly all being played in August. There's less games. Remember the European teams are nine or 10. And I think it is safe to say, and this is not just Major League Soccer, but all sports in America are going to look at the, this European model because they're a little ahead of us to see how it goes. And I think that'll give us a little bit more information. I know with a, I'll let you touch on that. And I know Major League Soccer is looking to get as many games as possible, looking to push back what would have been a November MLS Cup, possibly a little bit later. But, uh, you know, they're having these meetings right now. And there's a lot of logistics that need to be worked out. Yeah, no one has, no one has the exact correct answer. The only, the only wrong answer would be to not listen to the health officials, to not look at the, uh, you know, the modeling, um, and to not pay attention to, like you said, when, when other places feel they can safely go back, we should be watching them very closely and seeing, I wouldn't say what they're doing wrong per se, but you know, taking a real critical eye at what they're doing and seeing how it can apply to the way we do things, the good and the bad, 
So yeah, you're right. All eyes are going to be on on the Bundesliga, and not just because it, they're going to be one of the first sports back. We just really want to see what they do right that we can maybe bring into our system and and hopefully get our sports back also. In the meantime, everyone's working. They, John and Bob and everyone involved with the club are working to when there will be something uh, back, when guys can train, when we can get closer to games, that will and all, we'll be behind closed doors. We don't have to say in all likelihood uh, to start. If there is a starting point, that will happen. But they're, they're going about their business. I, I, I know we both had some time to talk with John and he's like, oh, look, I'm, I'm on the phone. We are, I'm on the computer, which is what I do. The one thing that we may not do as frequently is obviously go to the performance center there in beautiful Alhambra, which has got to be, got to be roasting. Right? It's got to be a hundred, one of those hot days, you know, those oh, days yeah. that we we're all in black shirts and where they're going, ah, I, can't. Yeah, I would, we step out I would on the love for to be there. Mm-hmm. I would love to experience that, but we know it gets a bit sticky, but he's doing pretty much what he does. I mean, he said that he's doing what he does on a, on, on a regular basis. Prepare the business of football, which is still here. I mean, there's still clubs that are maybe taking this advantage, this opportunity to take advantage of looking at their clubs again and say, all right, maybe when we do come back, what what is it we need to be as effective as possible? And then with Bob, obviously the same thing we've discussed is having those uh, reaching out to those training sessions or using Zoom to uh, keep the guys in work. There are some guys that hopefully at one point, one guy could be two. And when they do start training, it would be, two guys, three guys, one coach, and those kind of things like the Bundesliga is doing. Yeah. I mean, John told me the really the only difference in his day is the fact he gets to have coffee with, with his wife and family as opposed to with, with John and the coaching staff. That's, that's the major difference. Um, other than that, they still have the meetings pretty much at the same time. They have their, their morning meetings, and, and they just do it via Zoom. Uh, we know from talking to Bob, he's, he's still having conversations with anybody and any, anybody he can get a hold of. We got to be a part of one pretty cool one. And, we we're kind of teasing it a little bit, but it's a uh, it's a legend, a balloon uh, or winner, um, and we'll we'll kind of be putting that out very soon. Um, but being Max, you can talk to about it. We just being flies on the wall for that conversation. You could tell Bob's brain is very much still switched on to football. Right. I spoke to Bob, and I was supposed to uh, be the moderator, and then he he wiggled his his uh, index finger and said, "No, no, no, no. I got this one." I go, "Listen, Bob." No sweat off my back. I, I, I just want to listen to it. It was a great conversation. And Bob, you'll see him in a light you don't always see because he, he, he is the interviewer. And uh, it's him reminiscing, which is the best Bob Bradley you could possibly have. So definitely check out some great stuff coming down. I know ben, Bernard Worrell and Yuli Roman doing some great stuff with the gaming, also doing with the show Staying Home. And they're, they're getting these, these guests Bob will be on there as well. So just stay tuned to the LAFC Networks, LAFC Connect, and we'll have great programming coming for you. And I really recommend the, the Bob Bradley with our uh, mystery guest. It's uh, time well spent. Something you're working on, because you're like you're, you're, you're becoming a very sophisticated tech dude. I'm having to, man. I got to keep up with everybody. But yeah, the, we're, very, we're very excited for it to come through. My guy Joe is, is doing the editing on what we're talking about. But Saturday, we're thinking it's going to come out. So keep your eyes peeled on it. Here's a good, you know, a good way to promote LAFC connect, make sure you're on LAFC connect and you'll get automatic updates right to your phone. Right. I've been so, if you're an LAFC fan, I promise you, it's not just MLS. It's not just soccer. It's all sports. What this club is doing is I'm talking about even big networks and I've worked with all the big ones. This is something that is top tier with the way they've handled it. And I've really been blown away and, uh, I, we're very fortunate to 
support this club in good times and in bad. They always shine through. Well, Max, we, we did bury the lead a little bit, too, because uh, there's another podcast, Shooting the Shot. They had quite the, uh, quite the guest that people are really interested no. in. You can, you can say the guest because it's, it's out now. It's out now, Shooting the Shot, with Larry Friedman, our chief financial officer, and Jordan Harvey. Last week was Will Ferrell. This week, Carlos Vela. So tune in there. Tell your friends, Carlos opening up in a really cool form. Uh, I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to look. I, that's definitely on my weekend uh, uh, listening. Look, if, if you listen to, the, to our podcast and you listen to Max and I talk about Carlos and we say, hey, he's funny. He's really uh, just a, a normal laid back guy. Great to talk to. And you're saying, don't believe you one bit. Then you have to you have to listen to this podcast because he is hilarious. Uh, I think he had Jordan Harvey sweating pretty bad because he was willing to just let some bombshells fly. I think he even had Larry sweating a little bit. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out. And there's a surprise in there, a surprise from Carlos. Uh, it's actually near the very beginning. So uh, if you want to get some, some personal Carlos family news, you got to listen. All right. Very cool. I want to add one last thing before we sign off. Charles Bohem, who writes for MLS, reached out to me and he wanted, he said, I'm going to do this thing with all the broadcasters and get their nuances and go through the history of the 25 years of major league soccer. He included me. It's on there on MLSsoccer.com. Uh, you'll, you'll get a little history on the origins of the yes. It's pretty interesting and all really good stuff. So thanks Charles for doing that and giving us broadcasters a little love. Anything else to add before we, uh, we put a, put a bow on this one. Did Charles ask for a picture of your notes? You're just scribbly notes. Cause oh my. Who Listen, is the best, who the is notes. the cleanest, who is the cleanest notes of any broadcast mine. that you know? I don't have a color scheme. I put a pen, I get a piece of paper, and then I'll write it. And then if I, I write an 11, and if I, I'll cross out, and it's an absolute mess, but my brain works towards it. If they, if they showed them all side by side, I would, they would think mine was written by a 12-year-old child. I go, how did this get in here? I go, that's mine. But it's, it's broadcasting madman. It's all up here. It's all up here, Vince. I'm pointing to my, my temple. I, I love it. I, I do I have a weird fascination with broadcasters' notes, although I would much prefer your notes as some of the ones that look just like almost laminated. I feel like they have play cards. Like a, like intimidating. A NFL it's, head coach. Like, it's like you're going to, it's, it's like you're taking an exam. I'm like, ah! Yeah. Mine looks like fun. I'm telling you, they look, those placards, they have like the legal size, NFL head coach size placards. I swear, that's, that's where they're going with some of those. I never want to take it too seriously. Maybe I should take it a little more seriously, but I've gone to the, to this point and I'm very happy. Maybe maybe you should save some of those notes like a like a set list from a band and we could we could uh, auction right. some off and get sign them. <laughs> okay, hey, before you know, before I leave, I thought about you this morning. I, I I was on Instagram live and I saw Alessandro Del Piero on IG live. Do you know whose guest was? Who? Fabio Cannavaro. Oh, wow. How did I miss this? Why do I, I, I'd like the well, last to know about all the dope stuff. I clicked on it and it played for two seconds and then it froze. So I couldn't see anything. Oh, no. I, saw the, I saw their faces and they look great. You know, these guys are take care of themselves in their retirement. They look great. So I just, I stood and looked at the frozen image for a few seconds. Yeah, two just handsome, handsome Italian men. Yes. I'm going to get some intel from you because I do my, uh, the soccer OG on YouTube and coming up, I want to do my top five jerseys of all time. So any feedback, Ooh. I might have, I want to get feedback from everybody and we'll see where it goes. You just think about it. We'll talk about it next week. All right. All right. Inside LC, please subscribe to our podcast. Please subscribe to shooting the shot. We're here for you and stay home. Stay safe.
拜。